We began this morning a thematic overview of the book of Galatians, and we want to continue that and conclude that this evening. So if you'll get your Bibles and keep them out and turn over to Galatians chapter 3, we'll be there in just a moment. The theme of our overview is walk by faith like Abraham, and uh, we'll talk quite a bit about Abraham this evening as we begin in chapter 3. And, of course, we do not want to desert God. And we looked this morning at chapter 1, verse 6, that there were many in Galatia who had deserted God. And uh, as we talked about that, to desert means to leave, to run away, to abandon and thus not fulfill one's duty. And so we looked at uh, the fact that we'll desert God if we follow a different doctrine or a different gospel, and certainly we don't want to do that. And of course, as we look at the life of Paul, he did not sin in, other, in, in, uh, in order to please other people, and certainly we do not want to do that. So as I announced this morning, now we're going to talk about three positive things. As we get over to uh, chapter 3, is that we must walk by faith in order to not desert God. Now if you look at your Bibles for just a moment, in chapter 3 the Apostle Paul makes a turning point or comes to an apex in the epistle. And in the first few verses of chapter 3, which we will read in a few moments when we get to the second point this evening. So, so when we get to talk about the Spirit, we're going to come back to the beginning of chapter 3. But I want you to notice that the Apostle Paul, as he begins chapter 3, ties together faith and the Spirit. And I want to point that out because I, I want to just tell you where I'm going with all of this. If we walk by faith, then we are going to walk by the Spirit. If we do not walk by faith, we are not going to walk by the Spirit. And walking by the Spirit we'll talk about in chapter 5. So chapters 3 and 4, walking by faith. If we do that, chapter 5, we will walk by the Spirit. And if we do those two things, then chapter 6, we will fulfill the law of Christ. So that's where we're going. Chapter 3 and verses 6 through 7, Abraham is used as one who walked by faith, and so we must do that also. Follow along with me beginning in verse 6 of chapter 3. Even so Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned or accounted to him as righteousness. Therefore be sure that it is those who are of faith who are sons of Abraham. Now just to sort of jump ahead here a little bit. Where we're going with this is that one becomes a son of Abraham when he's baptized into Christ. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. We've got to work towards getting there to the end of chapter 3 and the beginning of chapter 4. So we believe, and because of our faith, it's reckoned to us as being righteousness, and therefore we are sons of Abraham. Now, as those who believe at exactly what point does that occur, it is when we're baptized that gets us to the end of chapter 3, and we'll look at that in just a few moments. Now, chapter 3, verse 11. Now that, now that no one is justified by the law, before God is evident, for the righteous man shall live by faith. So we walk by faith, and we live by faith. Remember in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And there are many examples of this. For example, heaven. We've not seen heaven. We've not seen God or Christ or the throne of God. But we believe these things are true because of our faith. Now remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17. And because it's in the word of God, we believe those things. 
We've not seen salvation. We've not seen the coming of Christ and bringing his angels in flaming fire, taking us home to heaven. We've not seen that, but because it's in the word of God, we believe it to be so. In Galatians, Paul talks a lot about the promise and of receiving the promise. We've not received that. We've not seen that, but we believe it's true. Remember Abraham in Hebrews chapter 11, the, the uh, examples of him. That when he was called out to leave his country, to leave his father, that he went to the land God would show him. Abraham obeyed. And that's what it means to believe. To walk by faith is to obey the word of God. Now, again, in Galatians chapter 3, let's go, let's go to verse 13. Verse 13. So we walk by faith. The next point is, in order to do that, we must be in Christ. Look at verse 13. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, and that you remember is a reference to the cross. In order that in Christ the blessings of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we, we would receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So first comes faith, then comes the Spirit and the Spirit of the promise, and this is received, the beginning of verse 14, in Christ. So in order to walk by faith, we must be in Christ. In order to walk according to the Spirit, we must be in Christ. Now look at verse 16. Verse 16. Now the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. Now uh, he does not say, and to seeds, as re referring to many, but rather to one, and to your seed, that is Christ. So the promise which, which we have, first of all, the first time it's stated in, Hebrew, excuse me, in Genesis chapter 12, that speaks of his seed, singular, being one, that one individual is Christ. So remember, to walk by faith like Abraham today we must be in Christ. Now, verses 17 through 25, Paul talks about the Mosaic Law. Now, we're not going to get into that tonight. But the point that he makes is that the giving of the Mosaic Law, which occurred some 400 years later, did not invalidate the promise. The promise was given, looking forward to Christ, being the seed, and the law was given in between, and that did not invalidate the promise. The promise was looking forward to Christ. Now let's go to verse 22 of Galatians chapter 3. Verse 22. So now we're going to talk about the promise. So let's recap. We walk by faith. If we walk by faith, we walk by the Spirit, which we'll talk about later in chapter 5. We must be in Christ to walk by faith, and therefore... Walk by the Spirit. And when we are in Christ through faith in Jesus, we are given the promise. And so he brings the promise around, which was stated first to Abraham. Now look at Galatians chapter 3, verse 22. But the scripture has shut up, but the scripture has shut up everyone under sin, so that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. Remember? Believe is the verb form of faith. We walk by faith. We are believers. We are believing. 
And so because we believe, because we are in Christ, the promise is given, is given to us. Uh, remember the examples again from Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, without faith it's impossible to please God. And then the examples of faith. By faith Noah obeyed when he was divinely warned by God. And so this faith that we're talking about is that which requires our obedience. It's not like the faith of demons that James talks about in James 2.19. They believe, they tremble, but they do not obey. That's not the kind of faith we're talking about. We're talking about the faith that Abraham had, and that is the faith whereby we believe. The gospel, as a matter of fact, and the preaching of the gospel, remember, as Paul says in Romans chapter 5 and chapter 16, verse 26, is for obedience to the faith. That is the purpose of this preaching, this teaching. The word of God is obedience to the faith. When we do that, we walk by faith. When we walk by faith, we walk by the Spirit. And because we're in Jesus Christ, we're given the promise of God to be his children. Now let's go to chapter 3, verses 20, 26 through 28. As Paul is bringing all of this now together into when this occurs, when does this occur that you're walking by faith and you're walking in the Spirit and you, and you have this promise, well, you have to be in Christ. So how do you get into Christ? Now he answers that question. Verse 26, chapter 3. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Now before we go on, just jump down there to verse 29. The sons of God are the sons or descendants of Abraham. Verse 29, and if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's descendants, heirs according to the promise. If you're in Christ, you have this promise, you are descendants of Abraham, and therefore you are sons of God. Do you see how he's putting it all together? So let's start again verse 26. For you are sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. So how do you get into Christ? You're baptized into Christ. Now remember, we already read that we must be in Christ in order to have this promise. We're walking by faith, walking by the Spirit. We must be in Christ. Well, how do you get into Christ? We must be baptized. We are baptized into Jesus Christ. Before we are baptized, we're not in Christ. We don't walk by faith. We don't walk by the Spirit. We don't have the promise. But after we're baptized, we're in Christ. We walk by faith. We walk by the Spirit. And we have the promise. And we're sons of God through Christ Jesus. You see how Paul does all of that. And because we belong to Christ, then, we are descendants and heirs of God, and we have the promise, as we've already read this evening in verse 29. Now, go to chapter 4 and verse 6. Chapter 4 and verse 6. Because we are sons of God, we have the Spirit of God in our hearts. Now, now let's recap so we keep all of this together. We walk by faith just like Abraham. Because we do that, we walk by the Spirit, which he really gets to in chapter 5. We're not there yet, but he's already sort of tied it together at the beginning of chapter 3. 
And because of that, we are heirs of the promise because we're in Christ and we walk by faith. And heirs, as heirs of the promise, we are sons or descendants of Abraham and sons of God. Now, chapter 4, verse 6. Let's read what it says. Because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. And again, how did this all come about? When we're baptized into Jesus Christ, clothed with Christ, then we become heirs of Abraham, sons of God, and therefore we have the Spirit of God in our hearts crying out, Abba, Father. Now let me point out a couple of things very quickly. Chapter 4, and look at verse 28. Chapter 4, and look at verse 28. Chapter 4, verse 28. And you, brethren, like Isaac, are children of promise. Yes, we're children of God, but we're also children of promise because that promise was looking forward to those descendants, those individuals, and so we are also children of promise. And now one more, verse 31, chapter 4, verse 31. So then, brethren, you are not children of a bondwoman, but of the free woman. We are children of the free woman. We've been set free in Jesus Christ, and we have liberty. James talks about that a great deal. And he talks about the law of liberty. We have liberty in Christ Jesus now as sons and children of God, no longer, and we don't really talk about this tonight, the beginning of chapter 4, no longer slaves as were those in Israel, but set free to be children of God. We will not desert God if we walk by faith because we are his children through faith in Jesus Christ. We are children of promise and heirs of the promise, joint heirs with Christ. Walk by faith. Now let's talk about walking by the Spirit. Walking by the Spirit can be a rather confusing thing unless you understand this, and I've said it several times because I want us all to really get it. If we walk by faith, we walk by the Spirit. It's that simple. You can't walk by the Spirit without walking by faith. The two are tied together. They are inseparable. Remember, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. When we do what the Word of God says, we walk by faith. And because of that, we walk by the Spirit. You see how they're just tied together and you can't separate them. Now let's go to Galatians chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. And again, this is the apex. We talked about it. We hadn't read it yet. We talked about it. This at the very beginning, this is where Paul ties together faith and the Spirit. They are tied together and cannot be separated. Verse 1. You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you, before whose eyes Jesus Christ was publicly betrayed and crucified? This is the only thing I want to find out from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by hearing with faith? You see, he's making this distinction. You've got faith on one side and you have the law on the other. And you have faith on one side and you have the flesh on the other. The flesh and the law are together on one side. Faith and the spirit are together on the other side. If you walk by faith, you walk by the spirit. If you walk by the Mosaic law, you walk by the flesh. So he's got those things tied together. So let's go a little further. Verse 3. Are you so foolish, having begun by the Spirit, now that's when they became Christians, 
having begun by the Spirit, are you now perfected by the flesh? You see, they were turning back to keep the Mosaic law. And he says, now if you're turning back to keep the Mosaic law, you're turning back to the flesh. You see, as a Christian, you left the Mosaic Law. You were set free from that. You were set free from slavery, the beginning of chapter 4. You were set free from the flesh. The truth shall set you free, Jesus says. Now, if you go back to the Mosaic Law, you're going back to the flesh. Now, let's tie that up just a little bit with chapter 1 we talked about a little bit this morning. We desert God if we follow any other gospel. If we turn to a different gospel, we leave faith and the Spirit to go to what? The flesh. To go to the flesh. So, chapter 3, verses 2, 3, 5, the first occurrence of the Spirit in this epistle. And Paul talks about, beginning in chapter 5, he proceeds talking about walking by the Spirit. So let's go over to chapter 5. Chapter 5. And the point we're making here, we've, we've talked about walk by the Spirit, you will not desert God. Walk by faith, you will not desert God. All right, here we go. Chapter 5, verse 1. Christ sets us free. Notice what he says. It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. If we... If we turn from Christ to a different gospel, we are subjecting ourselves to a yoke of slavery. To the false doctrine, to the false teachers, to the false religion, we are subjecting ourselves to the flesh, to a yoke of slavery. In Christ, though, we'll see as we go through a little bit further, our faith is working through love. Therefore, we're walking by the Spirit, not in bondage, not with a yoke of slavery. We have been set free in Christ. Let's go a little further in chapter 5, verse 13. Verse 13. Do not turn your freedom now into an opportunity for the flesh. In Christ, a Christian set free, walking by faith, walking by the Spirit. Now, don't turn this into an opportunity for the flesh. Verse 13. For you are called to freedom, brethren. Only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. So then, verses 16 through 18, walk by the Spirit, not the flesh. Verses 16 through 18, walk by the Spirit, not the flesh. Let's read verse 16. But I say, walk by the Spirit. Now again, you've got on this side faith and Spirit. On this side, you've got law and flesh. Don't walk by the flesh. Don't walk by any of these laws over here other than the law we're going to talk about in chapter 6, the law of Christ, the flesh, and the Spirit here. Walk by that. Verse 16, but I say walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the Spirit and the Spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please. So there is this war, there is this battle that's going on on both sides of this line. And we must focus and walk by the flesh, excuse me, walk by the Spirit and walk by faith so that we don't wander over here and walk this way over here. So we've got to walk by the, by the Spirit as we're walking by faith. A little bit further, verse 18. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now, led by the Spirit. How does that occur? Remember what we've been saying. That we must walk by faith. If we do that, we're going to walk by the Spirit. 
And how do we walk by faith? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. When we go to the Word of God and, and we do what it says, we are walking by faith. And because of that, we are walking by the Spirit of God and we are led by the Spirit. Why? Because this is where the Spirit communicates to us right here. And when we walk the way this says right here, the Spirit is given this, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, then we are led by the Spirit. Now, let's go a little further. Our manner of life shows whether we're walking by the flesh or the Spirit. Verse 19. Look at verse 19. Now the deeds of the flesh are evidence, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. It's not a complete list. It's just some examples so that we get the idea. He's, we can look at someone, we can look at ourselves and say, are we walking by the flesh or walking by the spirit? Are we doing the things that the Spirit says here in the Word of God? If so, we're led by the Spirit. If not, we're living according to the flesh, and that's evident because of the deeds of the flesh. Verse 21, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these, of which I forewarn you, just as I forewarned you, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So we can't live this way over here according to the flesh, and expect to go to heaven only if we're led by the Spirit and we're walking by faith. Now verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, fruitfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. So we've crucified these passions and these desires, and we no longer want to live this way over here. Yes, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We've all lived like this over here, but we don't want to do that anymore, so we have to walk by faith, being led by the Spirit, and the Spirit communicates within the Word of God. So verse 24, we have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let me call your attention to just a few verses here in Galatians. Go with me over to Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. As Christians, Paul says the example using himself here, I have been crucified with Christ. We'll talk about the when in just a moment. I've been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. So I've, I, uh, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I live, but he's living in me. Remember Galatians chapter 3, when we're baptized into Jesus Christ, we're clothed with Christ. He's now living in us. Go also with me over to Galatians chapter 6 and verse 14. Also now, the world is crucified to us. The world is crucified to us. Chapter 6, verse 14. But may it never be that I would boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. We've been crucified to the world. We don't want to walk this way over here, not according to the flesh. We do not want to do those things. Those things are dead. They've been crucified. 
Now, when, do the, when does this happen? Go with me over to Romans chapter 6. I know a passage you know so well, but I want us just to read it here for just one second. Romans chapter 6, and I want you to think about yourself, and I want you to think about your own salvation. And indeed, all of us are trying to do the very best that we can. And we look at ourselves sometimes, and we're disappointed, and we see that we do the wrong things. And we correct that. But I want us to understand that this occurs, that we are crucified, that we crucify the flesh, and the world is crucified with us when we are baptized into Jesus Christ. Read just a few verses. Romans chapter 6, verse 3. Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ have been baptized into his death? And jump down to verse 6. Knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we would no longer be slaves. We've already been talking about set free from slavery. When? When we're baptized. Because we die with Jesus Christ, the old man is crucified. In verse 7, for he who has, who has died is freed from sin. Because we walk by faith, we are led by the Spirit. We have crucified the flesh when we're baptized into Jesus Christ, so we live and we walk by the Spirit of God. Now, let's go to chapter 6. So now we fulfill the law of Christ. Chapter 6. Just a few verses and I'll be done. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 2. Let me get over there. Bear one another's burdens and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. Do you see how Paul has put all of these things together? Do not desert God. Well, how do you do that? Well, you walk by faith. If you walk by faith, you're being led by the Spirit. And if you're walking by faith, being led by the Spirit, then you fulfill the law of Christ. Fulfill the law of Christ. In doing this, chapter 6, verse 1, it includes helping one another. Verses 6 through 10, it includes doing good and sharing with others. And when we do this, one more verse, I'll let you go. Verse 18. Look at verse 18. When we do all of these things, we have the grace of Christ. And isn't that what we want? Don't we want the grace of Christ? Don't we want the grace of God and all the gifts of God and all that you, you can enumerate for hours and hours and hours on end? Do we not want that? What does it say, verse 18? The very last verse. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit brethren. Amen. We do not want to be estranged or cut off from Christ. We don't want to fall from grace, but we want to have that grace and everything that it means. And how do we do that? We don't desert God. We don't turn to another gospel and abandon God. We do not sin in other, uh, 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 we do not sin in order to make other people happy. Rather, we walk by faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. We're led by the Spirit. The Spirit communicates, and the Word of God is written here by the apostles, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And in doing that and living that way, we fulfill the law of Christ, and the grace of Jesus Christ is in our hearts. What must we do? Walk by faith, being led by the Spirit, 
fulfilling the law of Christ. When does all of that happen? When we're baptized into Jesus Christ. If you're a Christian tonight, think about your life. Think about that moment you were baptized into Christ and all the innumerable blessings given to you. All blessings, all spiritual blessings are given to us in Christ Jesus. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. And if you're not a Christian tonight, think about everything you're missing out on. Think about everything you're missing out on. And you too can have it if you'll only do the things we've talked about tonight, walking by faith and led by the Spirit, fulfilling the law of Christ. And how do you do that? Render obedience to Jesus Christ. You get your songbook out. We're going to extend the gospel invitation. Bring Christ your broken life, and he'll give you grace, grace in your heart. Bring Christ your broken life. Jesus has asked us to do simple things. Believing in him, we repent of our sins. To change from doing the wrong to do the right, you may say, I don't know what that is. We'll show you from the word of God. To make our confession that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and to be baptized into Christ for remission of our sins, at that very moment, you will become an heir of the promise, a descendant of Abraham and a child of God, walking by faith, led by the Spirit, in fulfillment of the law of Christ. And you have the grace of Christ in your, in your spirit. What a blessing. If you're not a Christian tonight, won't you become one? If we can help you, won't you come to the front as we stand and sing?